Chapter Nineteen of the Travelling Thirds by Gertrude Atherton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Nineteen. They found the guests of the pension at dinner in the garden. There were ten or twelve people at the table, and Over and Catalina were conscious of a conspicuous entrance, and a certain familiar lighting of the eye in those facing the door heralded them as a distinguished young couple on their honeymoon. Catalina, whose spirits had ebbed far out, frowned and took the vacant chair beside Mrs. Roth, that at least she might not be obliged to talk to a man, and over sat himself beside the husband. In a moment Catalina saw her mistake. There was but one person between her cavalier and the blonde young woman who had inspired her with distrust. The American girl sat at the head of the table with the air of a hostess entertaining her guests. She was perhaps twenty-six, but she had the aplomb of a woman who not only has been a gracious hostess for many years, but has exacted and received much tribute. She wore a thin black gown, which became her fairness marvellously well, and had dressed her smooth ashen hair both high and low. Her long back was straight without effort, and if her shoulders were a shade too broad, her waist and hips were less mature. Everyone else looked dowdy in comparison, even Mrs. Roth suffering an eclipse. But if her toilette was triumphant, her manner was more so. On one side of her sat a Frenchman, on the other a Spaniard, opposite Captain Over, a German, and she addressed each in his language, taking care that none should suffer at the expense of the other, and it was manifest that they all adored her. She was, in fact, a brilliant figure and if her sweet smile was somewhat mechanical, and her fine grey eyes keen and passionless, her swains were too dazzled by her manner and her handsome appearance to detect the flaws. Catalina cocked her ears, but found neither wisdom nor cleverness in the remarks that fell from the thin, well-cut lips. It was the girl's linguistic accomplishment, her bright manner of saying nothing, and willingness to hear men talk, that were responsible for the delusion that she was a brilliant woman. Catalina's curiosity could no longer contain itself, and she turned abruptly to Mrs. Roth and spoke for the first time. "'Who is she?' she asked. "'Have you heard?' "'Her name is Holmes, and I heard her sister, that dowdy little artist over there, call her Edith. "'I wonder who—what she is. "'Nobody in particular, I should think. "'But she—' she dominates everything that is the american girl a certain type you'll see a great many of them if you go about enough this specimen was born with a respectable amount of good looks a high opinion of herself and some magnetism on her way through life she has acquired what some call autorite others bluff she probably has no position to speak of at home she never would wear her hair in that floridora lump on her forehead if she had but she has made a great deal of running in summer and winter resorts and in Europe. The study of her life is twofold, dress and how to please men, while deluding them that they are graciously permitted to please her. Her knack for languages stands her in good stead. Her tact is almost, never quite, perfect, for she too often makes the mistake of snubbing women. She knows the value of every glance. She has a genius for small talk and dress. Probably she has not an income of a hundred and fifty dollars a month, and her sister has to dress like a sweep 
to help her out and i should be willing to stake all i have that she dances to perfection she is the sort of girl that men delight to make a belle of not only because she flatters them and is always all there but because she does them so much credit but they usually are quite content to swell her train and forget to propose what she is on the lookout for of course is a rich husband but every year she becomes more and more the veteran flirt more polished and mechanical and less seductive and will end by taking any one she can get she is a type then i fancied her unique dear me there are hundreds like her all the same i can't take my eyes off her she fascinates me i don't like her but i think i'd like to be like her heaven forbid she is a very second-rate person my dear and your beauty is real while hers is only a matter of effect she fascinates you because she is young and successful and you see her like for the first time but she is nothing in the world but a man's woman and while as chaste as an amazon i suppose amazons were chaste has probably been engaged several times the type is sentimental i might add experimental i caught lolly hanging over her this afternoon and she will doubtless put him through his paces it won't hurt him she is not the type that men die for not even what the french call an allumeurs just a plain american flirt she has style sighed catalina of a sort said the new yorker indifferently then she turned suddenly to Catalina, with the charming sympathy of glance and manner that blinded her friends to the poor ruin of her face. "'How you could rout her, if you would,' she said. "'Don't you know, my dear, that the woman who receives that sort of promiscuous adulation is always the woman who wants it, who works for it? Given a decent amount of natural charm, and any determined woman can be a belle. But it means more work and self-repression.' more patience with bores as well as with the wary than you would ever give to it and it means popularity with men and nothing more no depth of accomplishment or interest in anything vital and under that assumption of glorified independence she is really a slave afraid to relax her vigilance lest she lose her hold never daring to be absent-minded or careless in her dress of all the girls i have ever known you have the least reason to envy anyone so banish the cloud catalina glowed and reminded herself of the opportunities thrust upon her to be the belle of a season that she had spurned with less than politeness but in a moment her brows met and she lost her appetite over had been drawn into the magnetic current at the head of the table miss holmes was leaning forward as if graciously permitting the stranger to enter yet herself lured by the wisdom it was a comment on the narrowness of moorish streets that flowed from his lips what idiots men are thought catalina viciously i suppose if i hung on his words like that he'd not hesitate a minute about being in love with me but i'd like to see myself End of chapter nineteen